You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Follow Weather. And this week on What Were You Thinking? We are talking about African pygmy hedgehogs. And my guest is Jill Warnick. Hi, Jill. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Great, great. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself before we start. Okay. Well, um, I've been living in um, Boston for the last 20 years. I'm actually from Michigan as well. Um, I'm a dental hygienist here. But my big passion has always been exotic pets. And um, over the last 13 years, I've been breeding hedgehogs, and I just love it. I just, they're just the cutest, and I'm, I can't see stopping. Wow. <laughs> Thir- 13 years breeding hedgehogs in Boston. Right, uh, right. Well, well, that's very cool. Um, how many hedgehogs do you have right now? Now, I breed in a very small, um, a very small scale. Um, I have about three females and one male at about all times. Um, in the U.S. now, if you breed over three females, you need to be USDA licensed. Um, and they just passed a law that um, before then you, ha- you needed a USDA license to just even breed one. But now they, they passed a law where if you have three or um, less, you, you don't need one anymore. But um, so, yeah, yeah. That's now, what is all that about with, with the license? Because I've never heard about that before with other animals. Yeah, certain animals you don't. Um, you know, birds I know you don't. Um, but certain exotics you do. And it's just, I, I guess it, it's definitely for the welfare of the animal. Um, I guess the USDA department comes over and, and twice a year and makes sure, you know, you're breeding what you say you are. They're vet inspected. They look and see your setup and make sure, you know, um, things are, you know, food is covered and, and the animals are um, in big enough enclosures and stuff like that. So um, and that's what that's all about. Um, so well, that's, that's a very good yeah. thing, at least as, um, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of government intrusion, but that's, <laughs> that's a good thing as far as, you know, making sure that... Uh, people are being responsible with the hedgehogs. I, I was wondering, are these animals that, I don't know anything about the hedgehogs, if you put them out in your yard and set them free, would they be able to survive on their own or not? No. Um, it, well, not here up in New England or in the cold areas, um, climates, they would never be able to live through the winter. Certainly in, in warmer climates they could. Now these are the African pygmy hedgehogs, so they don't hibernate. European hedgehogs will hibernate. They're the bigger ones. Those are not the ones in the pet, pet trade. It's, it's the African pygmy ones. And they really need to be kept warm, 72 and above, 72 to 82, 90, you know, maybe 85, something like that is a good range. 75 is probably best, but nothing should be lower than around 72. 
so we have to keep them warm in the winter, especially people here in the north. We keep them warm by using um, ceramic heat lamps and heating pads underneath the the tank or the enclosure. Yeah, I want to, I want to ask you about that because um, we sometimes need uh, heat when we ha- we have a sick bird. I was just wondering though. I I'm wondering if part of the government regulation is because they're afraid of in, in warmer climates, you know, in the U.S. of the hedgehogs maybe, um, you know, turning into an invasive species of of some sort. Because I think there's actually, on the bird front, there are some states in the United States where you can't legally keep Quaker parakeets, which is a kind of parrot, because they're afraid of them escaping and becoming pests. Right. Um, Well, there are a few states, they are, uh, hedgehogs are illegal to own. I think California, Maine, Georgia, I think the five boroughs of New York City, wow. um, Pennsylvania, and I might be missing one, but there's about five, yeah. And do you think that's the reason? Some, in some states, that is the reason. I'm sure in California, Hawaii, that would be the, the reason. Now, in Maine, I, <laughs> it baffles me. I mean, they wouldn't last, you know, a winter. So Yeah. It, yeah, so I think just some laws are hard to get changed where, <laughs> you know, it's, gets wrapped up in the red tape there so but we certainly know how to take care of them i mean there's books on them there's commercial food for them and and again they would never like in in the colder states ever start populations if they got yeah loose or anything like that well i do want to go off on a tangent just for a second for my own selfish uh, self-interest and you mentioned the heating pad and the ceramic heaters uh we in the summer my wife um raises orphan songbirds we we have a permit to do that and if they don't have feathers we keep a heating pad you know uh, under the birds but we find that um you know heating pads you just buy at the drugstore that um they tend to get really hot even on low settings um do you find a special heating pads somewhere and well, some people do use some heating pads i don't even really personally i tell my customers to keep them warm by using more overhead lights and red light bulbs that are made for reptiles. Yeah. Because I think heating pads, like, you know, this is a mammal. It walks, you know, more up high. and doesn't kind of skinny on the ground like a reptile would, how it would heat its body up. So I I like the the air circulating warm in in the um, enclosure rather than um, just right on the ground. But certainly people do use them. And, you know, if, if you were going to use them, I would just put them in a little, like half, the, you know, maybe just a quarter of the enclosure so we can get to the cool areas as well. That makes sense. And do you, do you yeah. find the, uh, the uh, red bulbs work better than the ceramic? Well, the red bulb um, is good for hedgehogs because they're nocturnal creatures, so you can't use anything with light during, you know, during the night. But the ceramic, the ceramic ones work fine as well. I just think it's a, the red ones are kind of interesting to see the little red glow and yeah, they're all like running them. around still. And, but the ceramic ones are fine. Yep, they're fine as well. Okay, so you yeah. mentioned that you need to keep the hedgehogs warm. What? What other requirements do they have as far as their housing? Well, I, I like to tell my customers to house them in more of an open, uh, like maybe a small rabbit cage or guinea pig type cage where there's good ventilation around. So a wire um, cage we're talking about. Yeah, a wire about. cage is the best. People certainly do use aquariums, but I find they're harder to clean and, and the ventilation isn't so great Mm-mm. as well. They're very easy as far as maintaining, um, you know, the bedding on the bottom. Don't use cedar. 
a water bottle. Um, as far as food goes, there are commercial foods for them, but latter breeders don't really, you know, really go for that. A lot of breeders will breed uh, or will feed um, cat food, a high premium cat food, where the first ingredient is a meat product, um, not a byproduct um, or a filler. Where a lot of these commercial foods for hedgehogs, well, if you read the first ingredient, they're always like some kind of filler and rice and peanuts and all that. And um, so, so as far as food goes, I, I always um, recommend a, a really high quality cat food. You mean like a, a dry cat food? You're a talking dry about cat food, something yeah, like wet food. Something like Science Diet, that kind of thing. Science. I'm not sure. I don't think Science Diet actually has um, like um, a meat product as their first. I okay. could be wrong. It could be a byproduct. Because I remember <laughs> years ago we used to feed them that, but then. Then we, we, a lot of breeders change. I, I feed mine Purina One. Okay. Dry cat food. Um, it's easy to get. You can get that even at most supermarkets. And, and the first ingredient in that is usually chicken. Chicken and rice one is one I feed them. But any high-quality cat food. Do they need fruit, vegetables, right, roughage? Fruit. Some, you can try fruits and vegetables. Now, now hedgehogs are insectivores, which means they're um, insect eaters. Um, they're not rodents which is good. They don't chew on anything. They're not going to chew your wires in your house or, yeah. or anything like that. So we also recommend like dried, like freeze-dried crickets. You can sure. get them. Yep. You can raise your own mealworm mm-hmm. and, and feed them mealworms, and they'll eat every stage of the mealworm, not just the worm itself. Oh, so when they start going through their uh, transformation exactly. into the beetles, you, they'll still eat them. <laughs> There's no way yeah. with that dog. Yeah. Every single stage is fine for them. Did you know that there's a sort of a mealworm shortage right now nationally? Is there really? Yeah, no. apparently uh, a national distributor in Illinois or Indiana went out of business. And they must have been a huge distributor because um, I've had uh, a few people now tell me that it's kind of impacted them. Oh, wow. I wonder yeah. what the, how that happened. Wow. It's very easy to raise them yourself. It, and, I mean, you can just have a batch and go on for years with that one. So is that what you do? I used to, because I used to have geckos, too. So, yeah. I, you know, I, there was a lot to go around, a lot of mouths. But I, I don't anymore, but it was so easy to... I know you just you need a large tray and you have a medium for them to live in, isn't exactly. that right? Yep. What do you put oatmeal or um, or maybe maybe yeah, not all oatmeal? Kinds of, yeah, I used to go to Whole Foods <laughs> and get the best. You know, yeah. I figured you know you, you whatever you feed them is going into your hedgehog, so you really want. Um, really what's called gut feed them yeah so and really the, good food yeah. and then do you put potatoes or something in for I them put kale because it was good for calcium especially you know for pregnant mom yeah i i yeah potato apple yeah so you did. took good care of your mealworms yeah I really did. <laughs> so 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 what's <laughs> what, what's the mealworm cycle like so you have the mealworms in there and then what happens yep. well you, you get your mealworms i i put like maybe i got a whole bunch like a petco or something like 500 and they start off as a worm, and a few weeks later, they will turn into like a pupa, which is like they—they, they, it's I don't know how to describe it. They're really like, kind of shocking if if you haven't yeah, seen yeah, them before. It's like, it's like, like yeah, prehistoric-looking, like alien-looking things. Yeah, and um, and they'll stay in that stage for a while, and they won't crawl around in that stage. It's just kind of they're just there like little blobs. But um, and then after that stage, that will turn into the beetle which is called, I think it's like a brown beetle, mm-hmm. and, or, and then it turns eventually black. And the, even the beetle itself, if you put them in one of these ceramic dishes, can't even get out. I mean, they can't crawl the sides 
um, and they'll eat the beetle as well. And even when they die, the beetles will lay um, eggs mm-hmm. in, in media, and you won't see the eggs, but in about two or three more weeks, you'll start getting little teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny mealworms. So you'll have all different stages of mealworms. And will the yeah. I'm sorry, will the mealworms continue to eat the food that you would put in for the adult mealworms? Yeah, they'll all eat the same food, and, but they will like lay their little eggs in the food there, in the, um, in the media there. That doesn't sound too hard. No, it's really easy, and it's not smelly or anything. Oh, no, no. And you do get used to, like, you know, at first I thought it was kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, you get used to it. It's kind of interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, How about um, freeze-dried mealworms? Have you seen those before? I did, and I don't, I thought I read that they don't really gut feed them. Like, the, for some reason, the crickets, they give them calcium. It'll say right on the thing that they're that they contain, cal- you know, that they were fed calcium. Mm-hmm. But for the mealworms, it doesn't say that they were really fed anything, so I'm not sure how nutritious they are. Okay, you know, where, where do you find the freeze-dried crickets? I find them in places like Petco. Okay, I'll have to look for those because yeah. I think our birds might like those. Yeah, oh, those are great. Yep, yep, they'll love them. And as far as um, housing the hedgehogs, do you keep them separate or can you keep a couple? Well, I the females can be housed together. If you have plenty of space, um, they, they are solitary animals in the wild, so they don't really need the company of another one. But females can be, if you want to, you know, a lot of my customers want two, you know, and so they can only get two females. Um, and, um, yeah, a male and a female can be housed together, but then they, you know, soon she'd be pregnant, and mm-hmm. they would have to separate them anyway. So, mm-hmm. And males can only be by themselves. So um, They're very territorial, is that right? Um, yeah, the males will fight. Yeah. They certainly will. But you can add, if you have a female, you can add another female at any, any. it doesn't have to be from the same litter. It can be at any time. So. And they get along just fine. They, yeah, they will do all right. most of them will, yeah. Do they seem to kind of pal around, or do they ignore they each other? Well, you know, they, can't, they will sleep together, but yeah. it's not like you watch them play. To, I mean, it's you know, they're not going to hang out too much together. They're kind of on their own. But they will end up sleeping together, usually. One time I had a huge, huge enclosure, like six feet by four feet, and I put like eight females in there. And, you know, some slept together. Some wanted their own little nook and cranny, you know. So they have all different personalities. And I want to talk about that since we've been talking kind of about some of the nuts and bolts of the care. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back with Jill Warnick, and we're going to get into the pet potential of hedgehogs and their personalities and that sort of thing. So we'll be right back. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Does your dog have problems walking with its back legs? If so, your dog is one of 58 million dogs that suffer with problems with its rear legs, problems such as spinal myelopathy, arthritis, and hip dysplasia. Bottoms Up Leash helps your dog walk. It's a rear support harness that has won numerous awards, such as Dog Fancy's Editor's Choice Award as Product of the Year, and it's been featured on CBS and Good Morning America. Visit the website www.seniorpetsupplies.com. 
fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September 28th, at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, I'm back with Jill Warnick, and we are talking about African pygmy hedgehogs. Jill, we've been talking about food and housing, the hedgehogs... What are their personalities like? You know, what kind of pets do they make and, you know, anything like that? Yeah, well, all hedgehogs have this individual personality. Some are, some will just hang with you, sit on your lap, and some will just have to go. They have to explore. They got to get down. So they do have different personalities. Um, They're very scent-oriented, so they do get to know who you are. So do you think they can recognize you as opposed to someone else in your family? I think so. Personally, mine are all socialized, so I can actually hold my, give mine to anybody to Mm -hmm. hold, and they pretty much act the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have heard through other people that, oh, my my hedgehog doesn't like my husband, or, you know, or he only likes me, or he only likes women, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that is really rare, but I have heard that, so to say, you know, that... They love everybody. I don't know if I can speak, but my hedgehogs are really well socialized, um, which is very important when you get a hedgehog, to make sure the hedgehog is really well socialized, which means that the breeder has held that hedgehog baby since maybe the first week till the day it's weaned. Mm -hmm. That is a real critical period. 
because, um, you know, some hedgehogs are not held. Um, they're just plucked out at six weeks, and they're, you know, sent to pet stores or whatever the case might be. And, yes, they're real young. They're babies. But if they haven't been held, then they just roll in a ball, and, you know, they start clicking, and it's like owning a pin cushion for a pet. Yeah, so they don't bond with you, right? They don't bond. You can't hold them. and. You know, people get upset, you know, they buy this hedgehog, and it's like, you know, it starts clicking. And What does the clicking mean? It's like a clicking sound. It's kind of like, um, like a bouncing sea urchin. It just will kind of bounce into the, it'll roll up like a ball, and it'll kind of bounce into the direction of where it feels somebody trying to pick it up. Really? Yeah, it's kind of um, a, kind of an inst- a reflex, like in the wild, say, in, you know, an animal was sniffing at it while it was rolled in a ball. It would try yeah. to kind of bounce up into his nose or whatever to... Now, how prickly are they when they're rolled up in a ball? Can you still pick them up? How prickly? Um, oh, they could be pretty prickly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want them to roll up in balls. Oh. That could be prickly. Even when you pick them, even a well-socialized hedgehog, when you pick them up for, you know, the first time that day and it's sleeping and stuff and you pick them up, it will just, you know, it, it will kind of jump a little bit, you know, just kind of what's coming after me. It doesn't know, you know. So I always tell people to just scoop right under the hedgehog, under the bedding. Yeah. So if it does kind of get startled, it'll just kind of, you know, you're cushioned by the bedding. Yeah. And then you get really good at it, and then you kind of shuffle your hands, and the bedding falls off, and then you oh, have yeah. the hedgehog. Yeah. And do they seem, to, the socialized hedgehogs, do they seem to like people? They enjoy coming out. Yep, they do. At first, it seems like they're a little grumpy at first, but you get them during the day. <laughs> they just give that one little, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah. And then they realize, oh, okay, I'm in a hand. You know, they're very used to hands, and, you know, they feel very comfortable in somebody's hand. And they realize, oh, okay, and they settle, you know, settle down for, you know, it just takes about you know, three or four or five seconds, you know. They just might be a little startled at first. And then they, oh, yeah, they'll just. Now, can you, can you as long as you, yeah, I was going to say, as long as you keep an eye on them, oh, yeah. can you, you can not, set them? Yep, yep. They're not fast like, um, a, like a mouse would be or yeah. something. They kind of waddle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, walk, they shuffle, you know, along. So, they're, yeah, they're not, they're not quick. So and they kind of walk around sniffing things, too? Yep, they'll explore. I mean, if you put them in the center of the room, they're not going to feel comfortable like that because they're a prey animal, and okay. they don't feel comfortable that way. So what they'd probably, like, kind of shimmy along the walls looking around. Or, you know, some people put them on the sofa, and they kind of crawl around, climb up pillows and stuff like that. They actually, for their shape, they can actually crawl pretty well up things. But they can't hold on to you. I mean, a lot of people will, you know, they need to, like, actually be guided and held and cupped, you know, rather mm-hmm. than... Um, like a mouse or yeah. crawling on you, yeah. So they won't climb up your curtains. <laughs> They're not going to do that, no. <laughs> or eat anything wood, or eat your table, or coffee table, or your wires, your computer wires. Uh huh. Yeah, we had a rabbit that did. Yeah, that. you probably know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're nocturnal, right? And and yeah. that's when they're particularly active. They are active basically at night. Okay, but, and so um, during the day, uh, they're going to be sleeping. Yeah, they will probably be sleeping in a in in a box. So how how do they while they're in their cage while you're sleeping? What do you do for them so that they have some kind of entertainment or? Yep. Well, they they love all kinds of toys. Anything they can crawl through, 
they love a wheel. Oh, they do? An exercise wheel. Oh, yeah. And that's safe for them? It's safe. Just make sure it's kind of solid wheel and not the ones with bars. I don't even know if they make the ones with bars anymore. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure it's solid. Oh, they love, they'll be on that all night long. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we spoke to someone um, a few months ago who had a wonderful chinchilla, and she told us about the wheel, and, and the same thing you're saying is not to get one with bars because they can hurt themselves. Right. So maybe they don't even make those anymore. Yeah, I was wondering if they did. I remember when I first started breeding hedgehogs, I would have to tell people they could never find a wheel made for a hedgehog because they'd have to get it online or mail away for it or, you know, something like that because they you would never see something like that in the pet store. It was still those little bars, you know, where for hamsters and stuff. But I think now there's solid wheels you can find in most yeah. stores. Yeah. Now, now, they're called African pygmy hedgehogs, but um, what part of Africa are they from? Do you know? Oh, you know, that is a good question. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to imagine what their natural environment well, is from, like. Um, I, they're from, like, more of the savanna mm-hmm. and the, the plains, more arid areas. Okay. Yeah, like more that, yeah. So yeah. they're not used to living with a lot of vegetation or... I think they're, I, in Africa, I, yeah, I think more of a scrubby area, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's still like leaf litter and stuff like that would sleep under and, you know, in hollow logs and stuff like that, but it's definitely arid and dry. Well, what what type of person would you say is best suited to being a hedgehog owner? I would say somebody who doesn't need a pet that's going to entertain them in the cage, because like I said, they're sleeping during the day, so we'll be looking at a box or something. Yeah. But I feel they're pretty low maintenance, you know, compared to a lot of other animals and their care. The only thing that might be kind of higher maintenance is just to get yourself set up for the winter where, you know, not making sure that the temperature doesn't go below 72. I imagine Uh, if you keep your house warm for you, it's probably warm enough for the hedgehog. Well, some people dial down a lot in the 60s. Oh, okay, I don't. (laughs) Right, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, we have parrots and things, so. Right, but but a lot of people around here do. Yeah. um, So I just... Yeah, you guys are tough up in Maine. (laughs) Right, Massachusetts, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, actually, Maine, they're illegal, but... um, Oh, that's right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, that's right. But, um, yeah, um, but people do, and um, so that's probably... the only high maintenance thing about them, but other than that, it's very low maintenance. So, a lot of my customers are anywhere from oh my, like ten years. Old. I, I won't sell them to under ten years old. Like, yeah, that's I don't good. really think they're geared to children under ten, unless they are supervised, of course, by a parent. Yeah. But you know, they're kind of, they have tender hands, and these can definitely you know give a good poke. And they don't need a lot of attention. Um, they don't. No, I mean you should be able to handle them at least once a day just to keep them nice and tame mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you know, certainly you can go away for a weekend and leave them with plenty of food and water, and they're fine. Yeah, they're no, they're not gonna. They're very quiet, so they're good for apartments. <laughs> they they don't make any loud. I, I can't imagine a hedgehog making a loud noise. <laughs> no, do they squeak they or do anything? Can. Oh they my. can. Yo boy, I I found out that the very first time I I. I you know, I keep my hedgehogs in another room, and this was probably the first year when I started breeding them. The very, yeah, probably first year. One time, I just, I heard this sound in the other room, and I mean, where did that, it sounded like a squealing pig, and I'm, it was so loud, I couldn't believe that sound came from such a little animal. But boy, I, I guess it, a male and female were together, and she's had enough. Oh, boy. <laughs> So she was telling him, go away. Yeah, go away. And she just bit him, you know. Wow. So, and 
boy, he <laughs> squealed. And so they can make, you know, somebody owning one would never hear that sound. Yeah. Um, but they do actually make quite a lot of little sounds, but low, low sounds, yeah. but they do have sounds. But, but yeah, um, I have customers that are seniors. I have every single age. Do you have a website you want to mention? Yep. I have um, a website called Jill's New England Hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. I personally don't ship hedgehogs. Good for you. I know a lot of people will be going, yo, do you ship over here? But there is another website called hedgehogcentral.com, and they have a list of breeders of hedgehogs, and many of them will ship. Oh, and maybe somebody in the Boston area will hear this and want to get a hedgehog from you. So we'll make sure to put your information on the Pet Life Radio website. But in case anyone is just um, listening to the podcast and, you know, isn't, by their computer. Do you want to give out the URL of your website, or is it, or is it complicated? Oh yeah, it would be Jill's New England Hedgehogs. Oh, that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yep, that would be it. All right. Yep, yep. And I'm also a big believer in education, and I did produce a video on hedgehogs and how to take care of them, because so many people just, you know, they 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 see how cute they are, and they'll, you know, just want one just because they're so cute, but. That, you know, they do have a lot of, um, you know, requirements to, to, to be able to take care of them. So um, I do have a, head, a, a video called um, Hedgehogs Unleashed, and they can go to that website, too, and see a little bit of the video. It's hedgehogsunleashed.com. And I, I do believe in really educating yourself first. Okay, and, and if they want to see the full video, is that something you sell? Yeah, I sell it right on the website, too, if they cool. want. Yep, sure, sure. But um, there's a lot of information on the Internet as well, and, and my website, too, that okay. I can read and stuff like that. And as I recall, your website is jillsnewenglandhedgehogs.com? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, one last question. Let me ask you, how did you originally get into hedgehogs? What, what, what uh-huh. is it that attracted you, and how did this happen? Um, well, when uh, back, I think it was in 95, I went to a pet expo in Boston, and somebody, I think some company from Florida, brought a couple hedgehogs up and I have never seen them before and I just thought they were the <laughs> I was probably one of those people that should have been educated there was nothing <laughs> on them at that time um, but I, I said oh I've got to have one of these things <laughs> they're so cute but um, then I find out they were illegal at that time in Massachusetts and then I just kind of pursued it for a year or two to see you know um, things were changing for some reason there they were right on the list of things that were legal to own in Massachusetts oh. and I couldn't find one then I you know, located one a reader in Texas and had a couple sent up, and, uh-huh. and that was it. I just, now, do they come in different um, colors? or they, they... Yeah, yeah. There are different color morphs. There's this, uh, the normals, which we would see in the wild, we call salt and pepper. What and colors are, are they? This would be like um, an agouti, type, like a dark, dark, kind of almost a brown. Mm-hmm. And they have a little, little mask, and they'll have the dark nose and the dark oh, sure. ears. But then there's cinnamons, which would be a little lighter, and then there's apricots, which would be a little lighter than that, like almost an orange. And there's, you know, white ones with dark eyes, and there's albinos, and and now there's even, like, what's called pintos, which would be all dark with little white spots all over it Good now. Good grief. So, yeah, even breeding. Oh, yeah, when I first started off with this, it would just be like <laughs> the regular normal ones. <laughs> but now there's all kinds of colors. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for telling us about hedgehogs. You're welcome. And thanks so much for being on What Were You Thinking? Well, thank you.
Well, that's about it for this episode of What Were You Thinking? Thanks so much to Jill Warnick for being our guest and talking about African pygmy hedgehogs. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, well, it's easy. Just email me at bob at petliferadio.com, bob at petliferadio.com, and tell me about your exotic pet, and that's anything but a cat or a dog. So thanks for listening. Thanks to our producers, and bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.